This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. As the Astros, a franchise record, 103 wins during the regular season. <laughs> We're a better team than last year. It's the team that plays the best. It's October. Special teams do special things in October. Fans loving it. The American League Championship Series. And Springer drives this one deep to right center field. Looking up. See you later. Turn up your radio, Houston. This is club down the left field line. And that's down. Is the Houston Astros. Altuve will score. Bregman will score. Astros radio. How about Barwin Gonzalez? Houston's exclusive. Minute Maid Magic. Hometown call. And greetings from Minute Maid Park, where tonight the Houston Astros take on the Boston Red Sox in game four of the American League Championship Series. Red Sox lead the series two games to one. After beating the Astros in Game 3 yesterday, 8-2, Jose Altuve, two hits and two runs scored. Alex Bregman also had two hits, including an RBI double, but the Red Sox taking the lead in the series. Today's pitching matchup is brought to you by Houston Methodist. Houston Methodist is proud to be the official health care provider for the Houston Astros. Houston Methodist leading medicine. Today the Astros will turn to Charlie Morton in Game 4. It will be the first postseason start this year for Charlie Morton. And he's someone who hasn't pitched a whole lot over the last month. He's only thrown four innings since September 15th. Yeah, and it's 10 innings in the last 39 days. And he hasn't pitched since September 29th against Baltimore. And you mentioned hasn't pitched in the playoffs, so there's uncertainty there. Yep. Uh, you know what he's done in the past. He's had a great year, and he's set career highs in innings pitch, strikeouts, and ERA, and things of that nature. But uh, there is uncertainty, and I think the Astros have to look at this game right now is almost must win. It's almost the type of situation where you got to do everything you can. You can't leave somebody out there maybe too long because it could get away from you fast. Meanwhile, Rick Porcello getting the ball for the Red Sox. Astros have already seen Porcello once. He pitched an inning in game two in relief and, and looked very good. And this will be his second start this postseason. And his fourth appearance overall also appeared in relief in the division series. Yeah, he's a good pitcher and he's adapted nicely. He used to be a sinker slider pitcher and kind of like Garrett Cole, but uh, he, he's reverted to throwing more four-seam fastballs up in the strike zone. Uh, the Astros are kind of hit and miss with pitchers of that nature. And sometimes they'll flail away at that pitch up in the strike zone and swing underneath, and sometimes they lay off of it or use their top hand and, and stay on top of that pitch. So uh, they're going to have to be on top of their game because this is a big one for Houston. Today's case of the game brought to you by Lone Star College. When it comes to jump-starting your career, Lone Star College knocks it out of the park with over 170 programs. Visit LoneStar.edu to learn more. Lone Star College, start close, go far. And, you know, you get to the postseason, and, you know, you hear talk about must-win games, obviously. And in the postseason, they're all must-win games, right? But obviously they're games with a little bit more urgency than others. And I think for the Astros, down two games to one with two more games remaining at home, obviously this game has a little bit more urgency than even your average postseason game. Yeah, we, we talked about these games can get away from you quickly. And, and before this series, I felt like the Astros lineup was longer mm -hmm. than the Boston Red Sox. But that hasn't been the case so far in this series. It's been the bottom of the order for, Bo for Boston, particularly uh, Jackie Bradley Jr., who's connected for seven RBIs in the last two games. But it can get away from you fast. So you, you have to make sure that you're ready 
at a moment's notice for any kind of kind of scenario for for that. And AJ Hinch is really good at that. He comes into these games very prepared, and he's got a great bullpen to work with. And a bit of a change in the starting lineup uh, to that. You know, talking about the the length of the of the lineup, Alex Bregman. He's been getting walked a ton. Hasn't seen a whole lot to hit. He's moved to the leadoff spot. George Springer now batting second. Jose Altuve third. Marvin Gonzalez fourth. Well, right now, anyway, I consider those two. Uh, at the top of the lineup, Bregman and Springer are the most dangerous hitters on the Astros team. And, and right now for Bregman, who's been pitched around so often, uh, you give him protection with Springer. If you if you want to walk, walk Bregman uh, later on in the ball game, then, then you're going to have to deal with somebody who can take you deep as well. So uh, I like the strategy. You know, the first at bat, you're going to force Porcello to, to come at Bregman. And if he doesn't, you've got a base runner to start things. Absolutely. So we'll see how it plays out for the Astros. And Coming up next, we'll hear from Ron Darling, a former big league pitcher who is currently broadcasting this series as the analyst on TBS. And a little later, we'll also hear from Todd Callis, Astros television broadcaster, but now this from your local station. Astroline. Astroline, the official off-season hot stove show for your Houston Astros. We have Jeff Luno here in the heat of hot stove. Listen in as Steve Sparks and Robert Ford host an hour-long show. I'm joined tonight by someone who really doesn't need any introduction. With your favorite Astros of today and yesterday. Left-handed pitcher Dallas Keuchel. Carlos Correa. George Springer. Let's give a warm Astroline welcome to Lance Berkman. Astroline, this fall, right here on the Houston Astros Radio Network. Well, ahead of Game 4 of the American League Championship Series, I decided to talk to another pitcher, and it's Ron Darling, who's calling these games for TBS. Longtime broadcaster, longtime pitcher. Uh, Ron, I want to ask you, in anticipation of this series, you, you watch Boston and Houston. What were you expecting to see between these two? Well, I, I expected a seven-game series. I just think they're so uh, so similar in so many ways. I think uh, because of the Alex Cora factor from last year, I think they know each other as well as any team uh, teams will ever know each other in the, in the postseason. But I think even more importantly for me, not even a broadcaster, kind of as a fan, they have some of the great young talent in the game. I mean, the, the game's future looks so bright when you look on the field and you see Astros and Red Sox. You see Mookie Betts and you see Xander Bogarts, J.D. Martinez, Alex Bregman. What's your impressions of Bregman so far? Bregman reminds me a lot of what Dustin Pedroia was yeah, like when he first came up with the Red Sox, the laser show and all that kind of yeah. stuff. You know, a littler guy that has a chip on his shoulder. What I didn't realize, though, is in watching him every single day, how serious he is, how serious he takes his defense, and what a great athlete he is um, on the defensive side. He hasn't gotten too much to swing at in the right. postseason, sure. so they've neutralized him a little bit. But um, you just anticipate at some point he's going to get a big hit. I just, I think that when you look at the field, his energy level is palpable. Like I don't think anyone else on the field can match his energy level. You played with a player like that. Len Dykstra was kind of like that too, wasn't he? Lenny Dykstra was like that, and he also, I think Alex has had those moments, and he's going to have more because he's just such a great player. Yeah. But um, it's those magical moments in the postseason that people will remember Lenny forever, and I think that's going to happen for Alex Bregman. Well, we're obviously concerned about the Astros, and they're down 2-1 to one in this series now. Uh, as a maybe a manager, putting yourself in A.J. Hinch's shoes, how do you manage this? More urgency, I would imagine. I think there's more urgency. I think you have to be very careful with Charlie Morton today. You and I were talking before that he's pitched, what, 10 innings in the last 39 days. Right. So I think we've seen a lot of openers, and we've seen a lot of bullpenning. 
Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if you're an Astros fan if you see kind of a bullpenning kind of day with Charlie Morton as the opener. He might go three scoreless, maybe four scoreless, and be taken out of the game. And I think that some people will feel find that strange because you know, success, but I think it's really because he hasn't been on the mound a lot. Do you think any of the urgency comes from that you have a chance to run Justin Verlander out there the next game? Of course it is. I, I think that how you reboot this series is you win this game. I know a lot of people say it's not a must win because you know you already you have another game uh, to go. I, I look at it differently. I think if you want to win this series, you win this game and then you have the advantage. Anytime you put JV on the mound, your team has the advantage in the beginning. So it looks dire because the Red Sox are leading the series 2-1, but with a win tonight, it just changes completely because of the Justin Verlander factor. And is it, Ron, it, it amazing? When you anticipate what you're going to see on the field and you think Boston's bullpen comes in tripping up a little bit, but they, they pitched great so far. It, it's, it's been uh, kind of a no-name, uh, other than Craig Kimbrell, right. kind of a no-name bunch of guys. You know you know Matt Barnes, if you follow baseball, is a good pitcher. Uh, Ryan Brazier's come out of nowhere. Really? Um, I think the factor, and, and Houston had a lot of this advantage last year. Brad Peacock, Charlie Morton pitching some relief innings. They've had some advantage with Porcello's pitched twice now, Sales pitched once out of the bullpen. Uh, that's really helped their bullpen get through. But um, it's interesting, with their first real-time uh, pitching in the postseason, so far, so good. But watching them last night, there's a pitch to Alex Bregman from Brazier that he just missed, line drive to center field. That could have that could have tied the game. So um, there are some hits uh, that the Astros can get out of their bullpen. Um, but you, you have to be happy if you're core so far. i got to ask you a question. So... You're starting to see pitchers pitch less and less innings these days, and it happens in the playoffs quite a bit too. And I think in maybe 20 years we're going to be looking back at what Justin Verlander did when he threw a complete game in the championship series, and he's going to be the answer to a trivia question. He really will. He'll be answered to a trivia question on who's the, uh, won the, la uh, the most games, who's the last pitcher to win the most games. All that kind of stuff is going to change. I think uh, a lot of it for these new young GMs is the economics of the game. I think they look at it They say, why should I spend $30 million on Zach Greinke when I can th spend $30 million on 12 pitchers yeah. to the pitch? And then, you know, really how they manipulate the, the roster during the season and send guys down and bring guys up. It, it, but it won't take away the elite, elite guy. The Verlanders, the Scherzers, the DeGroms. Yeah. Uh, those pitchers, Chris Sale when he's right, those pitchers will still have their opportunity to pitch. But I think uh, the way of the fourth and fifth starter, they're going to be very fungible on who, uh, who sticks and who doesn't. That's Ron Darling with TBS. Ron, thanks a lot for catching up. Anytime, Steve. Back with more Astro Launch right after this. Nothing goes better with nine innings of Astros baseball than a cold Carbock beer. And the first pitch of the ball game is a fastball high. So tune into the game and crack open a Love Street, Kolsch-style blonde, or Hopadillo IPA to root on your Houston Astros. It's game time, so grab a cold locally brewed Carbock. If you're in Houston, drop by the brewery where we're open seven days a week serving up great food, delicious beer, and plenty of good times. Follow us on social at Carbock Brewing. Carbach Brewing, Houston, Texas. Welcome back. Robert Ford joined by Todd Callis, Astros television broadcaster during the, the regular season. And, you know, I talked with Jeff Blum, talked with Julia Morales, who, of course, are, are part of your broadcast crew. And, uh, you know, they, we talked about how it's kind of bittersweet this time of year for you guys because you get to do 
the majority of the 162 games during the season, a great year for the Astros. And then it gets to the postseason. You get to be a fan. That's the good news. It's a bit of a break. But I'm sure you, you, you wish you were still covering these games and calling these games. Yeah, no doubt about it. We, we, we'd love to be involved somehow, some way. And in the past, I, we had done some pre- and post-game shows when I, when I was with Tampa Bay. So uh, maybe that's something down the road that will happen on AT&T Sportsnet. That remains to be seen. But right now, we do get to be fans. Uh, but it's not like we didn't see this coming. This is what we yeah, signed up yeah. for when you're on TV. So it is what it is. My wife and I are screaming as loud as anybody <laughs> in the stands, and uh, we're having a good time and hopefully uh, cheering on an Astros win tonight. 101 wins last year for the Astros, your first year here. 103 wins this year. You realize it's not like this <laughs> Every year for the Astros. You know that, that they'd only had one 101 season before you got here, right? Yeah, I mean, the pace that we're on right now, 102 <laughs> average for two years, is pretty strong. So, yeah, we'll see. I mean, right now this team doesn't look like it's slowing down. Um, but it's been a remarkable transition coming to a team that's won 101 and 103. I thank Bill Brown every day. <laughs> <laughs> and watching this series, I mean, the, the Indian series was, I mean, to be fair, it was a dismantling. I mean, it, they, they dominated the Indians at every turn. Uh, throughout that series and, and won uh, rather convincingly. It's been a little different against this Red Sox team. Of course, uh, a better ball club, uh, 108 wins, played in a, in a in a tougher division. Has this series kind of, at least through the first few games, gone the way you thought it might? Uh, sort of, yeah. I mean, I thought that if they got the split in uh, Boston that they'd be yeah. in good shape. Uh, the Astros could come home and win two out of three, and hopefully that's still uh, in the game plan here. Now they have to win the next two. But, yeah, Boston's very good. You don't win 108 games by accident, and that's not an easy division either with the Yankees, and Tampa Bay was very good this year. So uh, I guess I'm not shocked they're down 2-1. to one. I know there's so much media attention now, and especially on social media, that things seem to be overreactive. When Boston was split 1-1 one, one with the right. Yankees, everybody was burying the Red Sox, and next thing you know, the Yankees are out two games later. So, you know, right now I'm sure Astros fans are disappointed with the result yesterday, but you come back and win tonight, and you've got Justin Verlander going tomorrow. That, that bodes well. Yeah, I think that's the thing. As you think about today's game, obviously, Charlie Morton, not really sure how long he's going to go. A.J. Hinch has talked about that. It just all kind of depends on, on how he looks. Hasn't pitched a lot over the last month. Uh, but, yeah, if, if you're able to get through this game with Morton on the mound, Verlander for a game five, and then potentially Garrett Cole for a game six, I mean, no guarantees, obviously, but that sets up pretty well. It does. And then you piece it together game seven yeah. uh, if you get there. So, yeah, I, I like their chances with a win tonight. I don't love their chances with a loss tonight. Yeah. Tonight's a critical game for a lot of reasons. Uh, the other X factor is what's Chris Sale's health, and yeah. we're really not sure where that is uh, as the series progresses. But win tonight and worry about Chris health, uh, Sales' health tomorrow. So when you're here for these playoff games as a fan, are there any particular areas of the ballpark you, you like to visit, any, any spots you like to check out? Uh, well, our seats are in 106, okay. which is the left field corner. And a couple of balls that go into the corner near the Crawford boxes are hard to see. But the advantage of being there is the St. Arnold's Brewery is right there. So we go, to, we can get from our, our seats to the line in St. Arnold's in less than a minute. So that, that, that's one of the favorite spots we go to. And then we, we like to go around the stadium at least once. And uh, it's tough, though. Regular season, you can go around the stadium in a few yeah. minutes. Postseason, it's about a 20-minute process by the time you get around the stadium with the crowds. Yeah, it's pretty jam-packed. You find a lot of people coming up to you, recognize you, and, and, and uh, want to say hi to you? It's a combination, yeah. yeah. A lot of people are, are kind of caught off guard when, you know, the TV guy is sitting next to them in the stand. So <laughs> they don't necessarily put it together right away. So you get a lot of, are you? And then, yeah, yeah. they're, they're yeah. pretty. it's pretty cool. 
Well, that's pretty neat. Todd Callis, television broadcaster for the Astros. Always good to see you. And uh, I try. And I refrain from drinking during the game. So please have a beer for me during the game. I promise I will. <laughs> All right. Watch the big game with your radios turned up. And that is out of here. It's October. And you can kiss that one goodbye. The American League Championship Series. I'm as prepared as I can possibly be. It's going to be fun. The Houston Astros advance to the American League Championship Series. Turn up your radio, Houston. Verlander strikes out the side. Astros radio. It's going to be a pretty good series. Houston's exclusive. Hometown call. And you can kiss it goodbye. Fans loving it. Turn up your radio to your hometown team. This is the Houston Astros Radio Network. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team. 